0: And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat not, financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today I'm All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about NFT suspended for suspicious activity. Uh-oh, the dreaded OpenSea black mark. We'll get into that. But first... Andrew, I just got back. I'm, I made a couple errors. I, I screwed up on the episodes. So, there was a week where people didn't hear from us. So there's that.
1: Yeah. Wow. I thought maybe you uh, left them. You know, if we just posted them on the blockchain, they would have been available earlier or something, right? But uh, but no, they were on your centralized. <laughs> Nobody else had access to it, George. And uh, yeah, it's been a while, and sure, people are excited to hear from us once again with some updated episodes not those uh those last two which may have been a couple days outdated. but i'm sure there's a lot of good in there anyway those were good ones yeah those are solid what do we have in the news all right well we've got uh magic eden the uh the solana market NFT marketplace has expanded from just solana on to ethereum um so this was you know, somewhat uh, somewhat expected. I think that they would expand to other networks, uh, but it wasn't quite this early, I don't think. And they have actually does decent uh, volume, or at least in terms of market share uh, since announcing this. I have not actually tried it out yet. I'm not sure if you've had a chance to yet. How about you, George?
0: I mean, I really have said before. I like Magic Eden's layout. I think their insights on individual projects and stats are just better. It's like, as though they cared about the people browning your site. And then the extra data points, um, are, are pretty strong. Uh, I haven't tried the, the eat side of things yet, but uh, I think the more we have it, I'm going to do it right now, live demo necking so far. It hasn't stolen all of my Ethereum yet. This is good.
1: So I do find it. Uh, interesting one, the, uh, sort of marketing, um, Feature or one of the features that they are marketing right now is that they will not suspend listings on the site. Um, so, you know, it goes along with the topic for today. Uh, it's certainly something that if you've been around OpenSea, you probably run into this at some point where something looks maybe like an incredible deal. Hopefully, that's the way it's with shopping And you may notice a uh, uh, red exclamation point that says that uh, there's been some sus- a suspicious activity on on an asset. So they say that they will not be doing that. So that's interesting, you know, definitely the, uh, not how OpenSea is dealing with it. Uh, we'll get into more of that later, but, um, you know, in general, it's always, it's always good to see more competition in the NFT marketplace area. You know, we've talked about how there are more marketplaces popping up, you know, they're not necessarily taking a lot of uh, real market share uh, rather than a lot of wide <laughs> trading. But I do think that they're pushing. OpenSea to do more. Um, And I think that there is a real chance that some of these others will gain traction at some point here.
0: Yeah. So, so far I can, I think I would say like from the use, that's still Solana first, right? And they're not mixing them very much. Uh, So, you know, digging into this, you you can filter it, but you're still really, uh, you're still mainly looking on a... uh, Solana first ecosystem. They'll get better. I, I trust their UX more than I trust OpenSeas. And it's interesting about the, the D listing. I'm sure there's uh, some hand wringing about it, but it does make sense. So we have NFT domains sell for incredible 15 billion, second largest public domain.
1: This is NFTs.com, you know, nfts. Nfts. actually. NFTs.com. So we've talked a lot about you know, the ENS names recently. I thought this was interesting. We've got, you know, the Dot com domain, nfts.com going for 15 million. Um, so you know, obviously, we don't know who that uh, that buyer was. There's no blockchain to go see exactly who it was. I'll sure, uh, you know, <laughs> same thing, it would have just been an anonymous wallet anyway. Um, but you know, obviously, still a lot of value in yeah the old dot com. It's not all going to ens.
0: Yeah, this is uh, I can't wait to see what they build. Hopefully, it's uh, not nft related i hope it's like a factory telephones
1: and you're like oh no oh man uh, so let's see. we've got any good moonbirds they have made all of their our public domain and this is you know we talked about public domain uh, cc zero uh, no rights reserved. anyone can't remix the artwork, do what they want with it. And we've seen a lot of projects, uh, going this way recently and birds, certainly, um, getting on that trend as well. Uh, recently some the artist X copy announced all of his works were, uh, CC zero and remixed and noticed some of those some new super rare pieces, some pieces of pieces, some pieces of his, of his placed in other works. Um, you know, so I think we'll start seeing some Moonbirds in other pieces as well, um. You know, interesting. It does seem like that is that's the trend with collections, and it's what uh, you know. It, it's sort of what the influential voices in NFTs are pushing for.
0: Here's an interesting one: Pearson plans to sell digital textbook as NFTs. This is interesting because there there's a practical use. They just don't like it when people don't have to keep buying books every time they put out the second and third, and umpteenth edition, so students can't reuse it, and they will traditionally make these editions part of their game of making true people have to repurchase the same textbooks instead of secondary sales. By putting it on the blockchain, they get to get points on the secondary sales uh, of these books. and it is, a, it is a practical use case of the blockchain for sure, and you better believe that competitors are paying attention
1: uh, an educational institution as large. Yeah. You know, the, I don't know, if, if you've had to buy textbooks, you probably, uh, know the whole, the whole gambit there. Um, you know, they are able to actually keep those, uh, keep those files updated. If they update those and you're able to resell it and they're just taking a small cut, that'd be great, but I have a feeling it's not going to work out that way. I think this is putting Pearson in front to make the most, for some reason, I just don't think they have students' best interests in mind.
0: Well, I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Well, here's here's what I do know. Uh, if based on what I know about getting the uh, royalties baked into the contract and the fact that it is of the discretion of the platform and transferring agent that you use, for example, OpenSea will honor that uh, percentage basis. There are other markets, other ways of transferring these assets around that uh, that Pearson may not be that thrilled about. We'll see.
1: That's the black market for blockchain textbooks. There we go. Another idea.
0: we calling. You know, I'll probably stay away from that. I think they're, they're lawyered up over there.
1: Yeah. All right. We've gotten news from Instagram or meta company. They are rolling out teas to creators worldwide, over a hundred countries now. So they don't, I, I'm not on Instagram. I haven't really seen a need to play around with. God. I know that.
0: Yes. Big. Big polygon boom uh, for for usage. I just I get nervous about rapidly expanding a creator economy before necessarily understanding the copyright publication and the protection of rights. Like the the fact that just just right click save as repost and having that run amok. If you've got a a large enough creation engine and a marketplace that doesn't have that vetting, uh, Facebook has had notable problems with. Um, trying to moderate the volume of content they already have, uh, if you're putting it on the blockchain and then allowing people to sell it, uh, I, I, it smells like it's ripe for fraud, but finally at scale.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's something curious about the timing here too as they um, finally reported a uh, um, decline in revenue for the first time uh, now are, are announcing this new, um, that they're growing this, this to everyone and I'm a little surprised how quickly they are doing it. Um, looks like they do have a great NFT lined up to to celebrate this, though. Of course, we've got Mark Zuckerberg's Little League card from 1992. I, I mean, how else would you do it? I, I, I'm I, certainly going to be in line for that. What, aren't you?
0: A rookie card? A Zuck rookie card?
1: And it's... Come on. Come on. It's signed. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I don't know what's going on with, with the whole meta thing. You know, I know... I like that it's the bringing NFTs to more people, but yeah, it's, it's curious how they're, how they're going about that. You know, we'll see how it works out. It seems a little bit right like there trying to, to force it to happen rather than uh, let people get engaged somewhat more organically.
0: Yeah, I'll say traditionally Facebook has never introduced a new platform or social concept. They have always purchased it or stolen it outright. They copy so
1: things. Now,
0: great. I would have more faith if they were like buying something and then just
1: yoinking versus organically starting it themselves. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. They have they've been pretty good at it, to be honest. It's not always. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not clear who they're copying right here, or who I would even say that they should be copying. And you know, can they innovate this new uh, this new implementation of NFTs on the Instagrams? you know splash whatever they've made it into some sort of bit version of tiktok at this point but i don't know i mean it seems like you're about what is going on in general so i'm not sure this is going to be more clear for users
0: if i were put at the helm of this which thank the heavens i'm not i probably wouldn't have gone throwing open the doors i would have made it probably something ex- more exclusive or vetted with a little bit of a velvet rope i probably would have looked to the uh influencers and artists more particularly that already are there have been using it put a program together pulled them in as you know advisors and leads and then seeded a marketplace that like hey you get access to this we're creating this marketplace but it's because you've built up your own brand here now that would be two two things one making sure i'm not flooding a market with fake shit goods about to screw over potentially a bunch of people and confuse them with web3 uh, and give a bump to these artists. The other part of that would have been that, hey, wait a minute. Instagram's a place for me to build a reputation, show my identity a bit more and what my like reliability is, and then open up my own, like, sort of like Shopify for NFTs, but on social. I probably would have gone that route rather than, hey, let's just wild west this thing, move fast and break as many wallets as possible. I don't know though. That's not my job.
1: Yeah, how did so they did not take your ideas very seriously when you proposed I've these. been
0: writing him every Tuesday.
1: <laughs> I've oh I I know, it's a, it's a big I know the big side not the Twitter start. guy. Just, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Well I think that's still how you're supposed to reach people, actually. Yeah, well,
0: maybe I'll just find his place in Tahoe, buzz his house annoyingly in a boat and start yelling
1: at him. All right. you yeah, that? you do that. Oh man. All right, well, I do have an affordable project for us today. This is a, well, it's, it's somewhat inspired by the, uh, the sort of movement towards, uh, public domain and CC zero. So this is a project by X copy, uh, big artist in the, in the space and DECA. The, um, let's see DECA dot art is a platform for uh, big galleries of your collections you can follow other collectors on there so they put out this collection of um, four pieces um and together they make up a a pixelated image of one of um x copies most famous pieces which is called right click um right click save which is a piece on um super rare so this is looks a lot like it but it's pixelated now the what you actually own in this collection is just a single pixel so each wall, one pixel inside one of this one color you just get one <laughs> piece of this oh the I whole stuff, cool. a purple one so there are let's see there's purple there's a dark purple there's a green there's a few pink for. are pink for the uh, glasses here um so what's And then when you look at the collection, there actually are some white ones in the collection. There aren't any white ones in the piece of the, uh, those are yet to get their color. So they're basically unrevealed uh, to, to reveal the color of those. You need to attest the piece, which means to post uh, something about it on social media. There's uh, more in the Deca, uh, Decaverse, um, Twitter or, uh, or Discord there. We can post a link there as well. So if you have one of these, you would have, to, if you got one of the white ones, you would actually have to attest it to see what color you have. Maybe you'll get uh, one of those rare paints. There's just one still out there remaining. Um, so it's, you know, on its own, they don't look very remarkable. Um, it's definitely part of a group type of project, um, you know, where they really only look, it really only looks good when it's all of the pieces together, or at least a significant number of them. Um, but it is, it is something from X copy, it is something that's, um, you know, a much smaller number of pieces than, uh, than the, uh, uh, the piece that we, uh, the piece that we to live on air, which is escaping me at the moment. Um, oh, that's the Max Payne guy. Max Payne was 7,000 pieces, which is still above this. So, you know, it's definitely not one that will, will look all that impressive on its own. You know, you have to explain it. It's somewhat of a, um, you know, if, if if you know, you know, but uh, it's gonna look relatively unimpressive for those that, you, that just look at it and say, well, isn't that just a single pixel use it? Yes, it is, but here's why it's more than that. So it's a, it's a different one. I don't own one at this point. I, I looked at it i've been there's a big wall of these stuff i should say they're at point three seven four right now there's quite a wall of the purple ones at 0.38 been watching it a bit see if maybe something was thin out i'm tempted to get the white one to see um you know
0: oh because those trends but less haven't been revealed
1: yeah so it certainly seems like that should not be on the floor as i look at it that is the one on the floor so it's, you know theoretically it could be one of the uh, rarer colors as we. As of now, um, let's see, I guess there's a lighter There's a dark purple, light purple. Like purple's at point four four. The uh, green here is at point five eight. I don't know what you have to take' must be quite a bit more. Can't find those tape. Oh, yes, the first tape I could find is at seven point nine. You know, we know that that's uh, that's a listing price. I don't think they're they're going for that, but I have seen some relatively high price still by the each range, so you know it, it, at at point three eight it seems certainly more reasonable than the air force
0: I really want you have to go look at he's literally talking about a pink pixel versus like a green pixel, and yeah, fourteen days ago, there it is, pink four es, E. and then right next to it a, a green I get this is hilarious this is just. But yeah, then I, get so I guess some gone.
1: I see some offers as low as 0.25 get accepted in the past uh, four days as we're speaking here. So yeah, I think but there there's are,
0: still a pink one left. So technically, where of those white pixels could be that. And it looks like there's like 40. I mean, yeah, there's like if you're really enthusiastic about it, go buy all the white.
1: Right. I mean, if you wanted to buy a few white ones and just hope that, I mean, you just hope that it doesn't get revealed for a while. You know, all I if it only gets repealed
0: if you attest it. Isn't that correct? You have to go attest it, right, right? On your say so,
1: right? Well, and, you know, As long as other people don't attest theirs and find that big one, huh? <laughs> so we'll we'll add some links there. It's it's worth taking a look at it. Um, yeah, it makes no sense to me first. When you first see the, the single pixel, but ah, I'm not sure. Maybe it'll make sense if you entire collection. You can see the updated version on. Um, site as well so you can see which ones are still unattested
0: yeah in terms of transaction volume something that we said we'd look at you know there looks to be like a hovering call it four transactions per day so a little bit of life uh, obviously it's going to get the old 3a nft bump so get your get your bids in it. remember the rule don't outbid me you jerks this is all right well i i'm on the fence i may yeah full disclosure i'm i might I might drop a bid in here, although I love the I love going after the little white pixel play. Um, I'll give you forty eight hours before
1: I swipe the one on the floor. Although it will probably go what pretty quick. I know that white one is very tempting. It doesn't seem like it should be on the floor there. The next
0: next white
1: one is at point four. Yeah, not a, not a huge jump, but after that, and
0: it goes up. Yeah,
1: that's a climb. All right. Well, why don't we get into our topic. Um, the suspicious activity, as we mentioned, if you've been around OpenSea, you've probably seen some NFTs with this marking. I know I have. I I bought one last summer, a, a bit, um, and then a couple of days after I bought it, saw that it had been reported for suspicious activity. Um, it may not even have been a couple of days. It was pretty quickly after, um, and it's, you yeah, know, at this point, I think it's even harder on OpenSea once it's once something is reported in, this could be just because an account owner says that there was theft that, I mean, there was, they fell victim to a scam. You know, unfortunately, we, we know that these happen every day. You scam, a new hack, there's something going on. And there's also a ton of user error. And right now the, the solution for OpenSea is if you report a problem with your account of some sort, then they will mark all of the NFTs that are passed through your account, it seems, um, you know, I sense that. At least since the date of the incident, they'll mark them as suspicious. They, they are tradable on the um, on the platform itself. So you really if you go to another platform to, to trade these at all. It's generally not the person who. Many times, it's not something it was, that really was aware of it at all. Was holding it, they may have bought it. It may have been transacted a few times since that other person had it, and then all of a sudden, you're you're. You know, you've got this asset that's marked like this and you may be able to sell it somewhere else, but generally it's going to be a relatively big discount. I, mean, I would say 20, 30%, maybe more, depending on what collection you're in. Um, and you know, maybe what it can get you to hold it, but it's, uh, it's tough. And I, you know, I've, I've, been a victim of this in the sense of like buying one of these, and finding that it had this marking I'm sure many others have. It's, uh, I don't know. What do you think of how OpenSea's dealing with this right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, this look. This happened to me the other week. It was remarkably frustrating. I'll say, like, because I was very proud of this one piece. It was like of all the things going down, I had a thing going up, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" And all of a sudden, I go to look at it, and out of nowhere, it it is now like suddenly flagged, and it also carried across looks rare, which picks up OpenSea data now, so you can't you know go there. So it really it's like you're now pinned down. So your next sort of implied thing, because it just gives you mind you, OpenSea could try. Okay, a number of things. I tried to reach out to the person. All I have is a just an address. I'm like, okay, there's no data or anything. So step one, OpenSea, if you're going to flag an asset that has been legally purchased under your terms of service and agreement on your site, you have to require that you put in contact this information or become a broker because you have essentially, as a centralized database, I know this is all like on the blockchain and open, it's not centralized is not a centralized marketplace has centralized control and at least have the contact information available number two come up with a standard settlement agreement so if there is a a way of doing it have a way of saying like all right settle this now should the person who lost it get it back for free if that's your belief maybe if it has been passed along and somebody else has purchased it in good faith should OpenSea has some liability. For instance, could I put out a wild comp? If someone steals my freaking credit card, runs around paying for other things that I didn't buy, there is this wild thing called insurance. And somebody is liable. And right now they're pushing that liability onto the end user, which is hilarious. If suddenly my credit card was captured because of mistakes made by maybe a provider, but frankly, like the company, MasterCard, says, look, we got insurance for this. Yeah, we'll wipe out those charges and we'll settle it because we have a thing called insurance. What they're doing deserves to be on the list of reasons why I'm, I smile ear to ear when a competitor to OpenSea shows up and gives a shit. Just one shit. I'm not talking about like a whole toilet bowl full. I'm just saying one tiny freaking turd. Not that I'm fired up about.
1: This. Thanks for that. I'm
0: not fired up brain. about this. I'm not Great. fired Thank up you. about
1: this. Really appreciate <laughs> me
0: this one is not child friendly. Usually, if you try to keep these pods child friendly.
1: I'm I'm off the rims. I'm from oh, man. Are we, are we? Do we need a content warning? I mean, people, Is our is our pod going to be restricted? <laughs> I mean, it's the a tough one right now. To... Are at least letting you know because I think that's. It's tough if you don't know this, if you're buying it unknowingly. I don't know if all of them are doing that. Um, when I had my MeBit, I ended up swapping it on um, nftx.io and that's one where they have pools of, of NFTs and in many cases where you can swap one in, in for, and then out, swap one in, get another one out on, pay a small fee. Um, and then they collect that fee. That's. To have a, the pool works, but in you know in doing this, it makes sense there's a lot of of these suspicious activities and, and NFTs in that uh, NFTX pool. And it's, I guess it's okay there. I mean, there are instances where there's still some value to these. Certainly, if they let you unlock access to something, or if they um, give you, um, you know, give you the ability to get out on a lab list for some other uh, project coming up, there's still some value to those. That's assuming that the, the collection itself are, you know, flagging these. And I'd say that's generally what I've seen happen. You know, I I don't see that it's the collection doing anything with these. It's really just, just the marketplace. And yeah, I think you, you gotta, you've, I mean, you've got a great idea there. If, if they're getting these reports from users, they obviously have the contact information. I mean, they should, you know, let that be a case where like anybody can come and say, Hey, you know, I've got someone, I've got an asset that was affected by user with this address and, you know, be able to look that up and then be able to, you know, have a conversation about this, at least put the people in touch, but you know, right now it, it is crazy and it can be three, for people down the line, there's all these other transactions. It's certainly there are scammers in here that are playing a part. They're not the ones that are getting hurt by the time these things are marked. Those are the people that are, you know, maybe they, if they get access to that wallet, they're listening see it on the floor, maybe well below the floor to just get it out as quick as possible. Also, when people, you know, of course, somebody else jumps at these too good to be true type of offers, maybe even sells it right away again because they feel like they, you know, maybe picked up a piece for, you know, for twenty percent below the floor. You could still sell it again for for a good price, and you know, and then it's on to you know a few people down, and and those are the ones that are getting hurt in the end they end up having to sell it way way below the floor. And yeah, open can do a lot more to facilitate. A solution to these, uh, you know, I do like that there are other marketplaces taking another tack, you know, right now, I'm not sure if, if it's really bright that it's just, um, we'll let it go and, and who knows? But, you know, the more and more that we see the marketplaces, um, I don't know, just other, other marketplaces take market share, the less it matters, what OpenSea does at this point, it's huge. It OpenSea marks this, you know, doesn't let you list that, that piece. I mean, that's where most of the activity is now, so maybe we need to hope that changes over time and, and there are other options for how to transact with these.
0: Yeah, I, I would say again, coming back to the, like trying at all, like the contact information. I also have a question to you. What do you think is is fair, fair there? So so it's been washed essentially through one, two, three sales and the buyer prior, you know, two, three transactions prior says, hey, this is taken from my wallet. What What is the fair exchange there for the person who obviously bought it fairly under the rules of open sea did their diligence there was nothing wrong and then suddenly there's a notice flag like what do you think that agreement looks like
1: yeah i mean i was thinking about that and like i guess you really have to look at what the the value was that was um they're away and, and then what the floor value is at the, at the end time right i mean uh, I'm not sure how you divide that though, because you could have multiple users kind of getting in there and you know, multiple buyers and sellers over time. And it, it is unclear, you know, where, you know, where was the value taken from in that case? And how do you get it back to someone? I mean, we go with the, the credit card analogy, the credit card analogy is tough because the asset does hold some value. It's not, and, and there is a way to, we know who has it. It's not like someone just went and spent something on a credit card, you know, bought a bunch of gas. No way to ever get that gasoline back. Not not looking at gas, that you've used that. But um, <laughs> cool, right, yeah. Right. Um, you know, but I think there is something. I don't know. I think you'd have to look at. You know, should the should the original one go back and that OpenSea perhaps to basically buy the one, buy one on the floor for whoever you know is holding the other one. I mean, like, that would that would seem fair to to the users. I'm not sure. I'm sure OpenSea would not like that one, but. You know, there's got to be something here. And, um, you know, it would you know, stay. So I think about that. It still lets somebody else walk away with most of that value. So I'm not sure how, that, how to completely solve this issue.
0: Well, I'll tell you why. OpenSea is taking 2.5%, correct? Of every single transaction, correct? And they're providing zero freaking insurance. Here's one suggestion. You take a tiny modicum of that. You find out the insurance you'd need. And here's the thing I'd say, like, look, the person who lost, because you have to be careful, because this can be taken advantage, called insurance fraud quite a bit. I could claim that I didn't like a sale I had, whine about it and say someone hacked into my account, sold a thing. I want it back now. And I'm holding someone hostage and I want the whole thing back for free, claiming I never got like, OK. But what OpenSea could do is broker it such that the person who bought it un- you know, unknowingly uh, could be made whole in the following way. Like one, the person who lost it frankly has to pay X and maybe it is the amount that that person paid because otherwise it would be like zero penalty at all. And I get it back. Like the truth is you got hacked. That is unfortunate, but there is a cost to getting hacked, but you should be able to get your asset back and as of that date, right? So all the appreciation could then be realized by that person. Like, Hey, it's like doubled since then you're going to buy it. You could flip it again and make something back. You get an opportunity to get your asset back, but not for free because you're like crying in the schoolyard. This is a, the real world. OpenSea then, I think, should be on the hook for the appreciation from that date to the floor. price there with something called freaking insurance because you're a goddamn company who makes a ton of money. And they pay that delta. And you have to be careful about insurance for and tracking that. But it's a lot easier because it's all on the blockchain and you kind of track if wallets are doing this on a repeated basis, Um, because frankly, it's like, I would have sold back at price. I felt bad. I couldn't reach this person. And I know the longer this holds, the longer longer the danger. So, you know, it's just uh, overall, just not trying.
1: Yeah. I think OpenSea needs to be, you know, they need to be faster with marking these things. There's got to be automated ways to look at, hey, there's too many assets coming out of this in a short time at a a cost way below what we expect the price to be here. maybe flag these things automatically so it's not so it's not such a huge issue. I mean we know that they are they have they're using tools to, to monitor what's going on. Um and they could do more to to prevent this from ever happening in the first place. Or at least not maybe not ever happening, but prevent it from happening to an entire wallet's worth of assets. Um, you know, try yeah, to limit the damage. Prevention two
0: factor authentication if you're selling below the floor by twenty percent.
1: Right. I mean there's we know there's a lot that yeah, I agree. There's a lot that they like going, you've got to mark it up a whole lot faster than you're doing it. You can't just rely on this. And if you're going to get collected, collect the information manually about these issues, you got to make that so somebody else can reach out and, and try to resolve this instead of just, you know, blaming yeah. the end, the, or not even the end holder, it's just whoever happens to be holding it at the time. It's a game of, um, ah, you know, it's a, it's a game of hot potato and you really don't want to be holding that. Anymore. You don't even know that you're playing it.
0: Well, it'd be interesting to see how Magic Eat and it because there was, I don't know if we have it in an upcoming announcement, but, you know, many uh, Solana wallets were recently hacked. A lot of Solana wallets were just like wiped because they had uh connected to, I think it was pre they, you know, just got a falsified uh, signature. It was a
1: slight wallet. It was actually a specific wallet that was causing problems from what I've read, but yeah, maybe we'll have to talk about that from what I hear, it's not actually the network but you know yet again another issue with with Solana there so
0: but then um so hold on all of those wallets now are about to clearly dump a whole bunch of nft because they're going to try to liquidate and make that make that money back as quickly as possible and there's going to be people that buy those off the floor because what we're also doing constantly is hawking the floor on valuable projects and you're like yeah absolutely i will grab that but now it's just you know added level of risk uh so other platforms you mentioned, NFTX, um is a thing. Looks rare, as I mentioned, pulls data from OpenSea, X2Y2 Archipelago, dot art, um, was a, is one that also will let you sell certain certain pieces. So there's secondary markets out there that will still honor that. And there is a market there. You still own the thing, it just can't be bought and sold on the most popular as of now point. So maybe there's a world where you're a real D and long degen, and you're just like, yeah, this will solve itself when open sees up the leader, and you know, so this person will have to continue to complain as well.
1: From, from what I've seen, there's a significant discount when you sell on any other, you know, if you're doing it, I don't say that, that it's true 100% of the time, but if you're doing it because there's an issue. I'd say that most people are probably checking, not all, but um, you're not getting getting actual floor price when you do that. So, you know, it's, it's tough, even when you do have those other options.
0: Yeah, so look, here's some takeaways, if it's too good to be true, check the exact listing on OpenSea for any potential flags, especially if you're looking and buying on some of these other markets which we have talked about in the past, because that will greatly hinder its resale value. I mean, it's still giving you potentially the utility uh, unless it's also been flagged by, you know, access at the core ownership of whoever's provided that on the on the blockchain that, like they could block your access to something if you know, they are writing absolutely everything. Uh, but, you know, it, it's tough because OpenSea remains the biggest because they penalize things and that forces you to check there. So, no, keep in mind. All right. I think that covers it. Good stuff.
1: All right. Yeah. Good talk, George.
0: This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com. In our show notes, again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice.
1: Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.